Hello, this is Visa. I hope you are well. Today's story is around bullying and how it is so important for us to encourage people to do something nice. James was an amazing boy. He had beautiful red hair, piercing hazel eyes that changed from green to blue, and a quirky sense of humor. He loved animals, road trips, Minecraft, Lego, and chocolate ice cream. He was an angel face boy. He was born in 2001, was nine weeks early and weighed only 2.5 pounds. He spent 35 days in ICU before being able to come home. While in the hospital, he spent three weeks on pure oxygen and was fed through a tube. What wasn't known then was that the oxygen and liquid nutrition was causing a discoloration in the enamel of his permanent teeth problem that we wouldn't see for several years. In second grade, the teasing began. The kids would say, why don't you brush your teeth? Why are your teeth so nasty? Although his teeth were healthy, they were a mottled yellow color, kind of like the color of a popcorn kernel. He was also picked on because of his hair, his glasses, and the fact that he was smaller than most of the other boys. He was seen as weak and became a target. As James got older, he often wondered why people were so mean to him. He would ask me, Mom, why can't people just be nice? I never really knew how to answer that question. So I tried to encourage him to be the nice one. I also told him all the things as a parent tells a child that he was special, that he was smart, that he was loved. But as kids grow older, words of a parent begin to pale in comparison to the words of his peers. In November of 2013, James had his first suicidal event. For years, he had been tormented by several boys at his school. James started to say that his father and I would be better off without him and that he didn't want to be here anymore. At first, we thought he was just overreacting, but when the comments didn't stop, I knew he was in trouble. So I took him to the local emergency room. Sadly, ERs don't really deal with mental health issues and we were referred to a therapist. He soon began weekly therapy and seemed to be feeling better, but this was short-lived. In the summer of 2014, I got a new teaching job in a better school district, but this meant James would have to change schools. I helped him to see that this was a new beginning and that the bullies from his previous school would be a thing of the past. He was nervous, but he was excited at the same time. As he started eighth grade at his new school, he met one boy with whom he had common interests and they became friends. However, the teasing and bullying continued at this school too. Peyton was an easy target, or should I say James was an easy target because he didn't like what other kids liked. He didn't play sports. He loved Doctor Who, YouTube and animal videos and would rather read a book than play outside. He was soon being called a loser or a geek. He was devastated. The difference was that he stopped telling me about the bullying. 
A month into his new school, James told me about what was going on. He reported an incident to the principal the day before, and the principal just told him to avoid the other boy. I asked James why he hadn't told me this was going on, and he said, Mum, you can't fix this. After we got home, James went into his room, typical of teenage boys. I thought he just needed some time alone. After about 20 minutes, I went to check on him, and that's when I found him. He had hung himself from the ceiling fan. There was no warning and no note. After a frantic call to 911 and 25 minutes of CPR by paramedics, James was transported to the local hospital and then taken by helicopter to the children's hospital. The doctors did everything they could to stabilize him and to allow him to heal, but the injury to his brain was just too severe. Unfortunately, James was pronounced brain dead. That night, he gave his last and most profound gift by donating his organs. He saved the lives of six people and enhanced the lives of countless others. After his death, I was numb. I don't really remember a lot of the next few weeks, but I do remember a conversation I had with the mother of one of James' close friends, Phoebe. She told me that Phoebe had been crying at school and the boy who had tormented James for all those years saw and knew why. He said to her, I'm not surprised that boy was a freak. This was like a punch in the gut. I just couldn't understand why one person would choose to be so incredibly mean to another person. No good can come from that statement. So why, why would he say that? It was then that I realized that as educators, as parents, we have done our kids a disservice. We've taught them about bullies and bullying behavior. We've given them detailed ideas of what bullies do and told them not to be one. What we haven't done is teach them how to be nice to one another. We just assume they know. We hope that when we tell them to be nice, they know how, but often they don't. Unfortunately, there's a lot of kids that get bullied on cyber, social media, at school. And to be honest, it is getting really, really bad. It's very, very important for you to keep your communication with your child open. If the child would like to speak to his friends, keep that communication line open. It is so important that the person who is being bullied, whether that's at school, college, work, wherever, please don't suffer in silence. Please reach out because there will always be help available. You just need to be strong enough and have the courage to ask for help. Please don't let bullies win. They are the cowards and you need to show that you are the strength that they need to come out of being a bully. And please, please be nice to one another. Thank you so much for listening.